Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, the first Monday of 2022, January 3rd, 2022. 2000 and Doug Flutie. Oh, we got it. He did it. He did it. Flutie did it. Um, the Orange Bowl, 1984. Um, sorry. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? How was your new year? Is it your New Year's? Is it the finals? New Year's Eve. New Year Eve. New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. We're, uh, coming up is New Year's Eve, but then you say Happy New Year. I think that's how it is. I don't know. Whatever. I like to mispronounce things. It makes people who are like marginally smart feel like they're geniuses. Actually, the proper way to say it is the Stanley Cup final. There's only one of them. Oh, thank you, fucking smarty cunt. (laughs) So dumb I didn't have a good insult. Smarty cunt. Yeah, I'm going with smarty cunt. Speaking of smarty cunts, um, guess what we're doing? Guess what we're doing since this goddamn pandemic started? We're doing the Patrice O'Neill stand-up comedy benefit once again. It is back after a one-year layoff due to influenza of the 2019 variety. Um, what is it going to be? January 18th at the New York City Center. Um, tickets are on sale at NewYorkNYCityCenter.org. The lineup. Listen to this lineup. Pete Davidson, Chris DiStefano, Matteo Lane, Yamanika Saunders, Sherrod Small, Cypher Sounds, Mike Vecchione, Rich Voss hosting as always, and from the Impractical Jokers and, and Taste Buds podcast, Sal Volcano, and yours truly. I mean, what a lineup. Uh, come on down. Uh, it's a great benefit. It's what we do to help out, uh, you know, the people Patrice was taking care of. Um, you know, basically stepping up for him. I can't believe he's already been gone for 10 years. But that's sad, so we're not going to talk about that. Let's just plow ahead. All right, because it's the new year. You know what happens in the new year? You get a new outlook. Right? You wake up, you're like, you know what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to get some shit done. <laughs> I'm going to get some shit done. That's what I did this morning. I woke up, right? My daughter was a little sick, you know? So, um, you know, had to deal with that overnight. You know, she got sick a couple of times. So I woke up in the morning, ba do ba da boop and uh, my son was fine. So I brought him downstairs and I made him a little uh, almond smoothie, which is fucking delicious. Peanut butter, cinnamon, you know, bananas and all of that stuff. He loves it. Does not want to use the straw. He wants to try to gulp it down like he's drinking out of a solo cup. And if I don't let him do that, he pretends to cry, runs over to the couch and puts his head down on it and pretends to cry. And then he looks up to see if I care. It's hilarious. So, um... Anyway, I was taking care of my son while my wife and daughter slept in. And uh, I don't know. Took all the dishes out of the dishwasher because I'm getting shit done. It's 2022. You know, that that first 53 years of Bill Burr, that was just a fluke. All right. I'm getting now. This is the new Bill Burr. He gets shit done. Right. So I fucking empty the dishwasher. Do all the dishes from the breakfast. I wipe down all the counter. I get out the vacuum. Vacuum up the fucking kitchen floor. Then I go into the, uh, the laundry room. 
There's clothes there, clean clothes that need to be folded. Took the ones that were hanging down, folded those. Took the ones that were sitting in the laundry basket, emptied those out, folded all those fucking things. Took them upstairs, put them all away. Then cleaned up my side of the bedroom. And now I'm just like, all right, now, now what else can I do so I can feel like hey, I got momentum here? All right, we're three days in, I got momentum. You know, I had a little bit of my side of my garage got painted. So it didn't look like a fucking eyesore. And then it looked beautiful. Beautiful, cream-colored wall, the whole thing. I fucking loving it. And then what happens? Like a month later, it rains. And all this rust shit from the roof of gutters or whatever just leaked down. And I'm like, oh, I can just wash that off. No, you can't. No, you can't. It seeped into the fucking paint. So I'm going to take like a sponge and a bucket of hot water and soap to it today. See the best I can do and then maybe put another coat on. Get, get a fucking roller. Um, I'm getting shit done, people. It's the new year. Okay, I'm going to get shit done that matters. All these T-shirts that I should throw out, but I can't because they're sentimental to me. I got one of those shrinky bags. I'm going to get the vacuum cleaner. I'm going to fucking open the thing up, stick the bags in there, and then shrink wrap it, wrap it and stuff it under the bed, right? So I'm fucking getting shit done. What are you guys doing, huh? I'll tell you what, I've been dropping weight. Old Billy Freckles. Old Billy Freckles has been going to the gym, hitting that elliptical, throwing around the weights a little bit. A little bit. I've been kind of hanging from the pull-up bar, making my shoulders feel better. Uh, not with my feet off the ground, although I did that a couple of times before I realized I wasn't supposed to do that. Um, shoulder feels pretty good. I got an acting gig coming up, so it's like, all right, I got to get, you know, I got to be 172. You know, that's the, that's the way I have to be at. Any less than that, people think I have AIDS. Anything more than that, they call me Billy Fat Tits. So uh, that's what I have to get down to. So... Um, that's just is what it is. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to fucking do. So actually got a, uh, it can't be 1141. Are you fucking kidding me? How the fuck is it 1140? It's 1041. Oh, my laptop's on fucking Arizona time. By the way, thank you to everybody who came out, uh, to my two shows, my last two shows of 2021 in Arizona. Um, I had so much fucking fun, man. They just were, I don't know, maybe it was the holidays. Everybody was in a good mood or something. But like, uh, I just had a great time making fun of Arizona and then making fun of Hollywood all at the same time. So there was enough on either side, you know? It's kind of what you want to do, I feel. Be like, all right, you're kind of stupid too, but so are we. And then you find the middle ground. Everybody's like, all right, he's going to give as well as he takes. And then you just have a good time for the most part. I feel like that's how it went. Um, but anyway, uh, let's talk like, let's talk about the fucking college football playoffs, the playoffs. It was representing the big 10, the Michigan Wolverines for the first time forever. It wasn't, you know, all the Ohio state Buckeyes. They did not have a good season. They played like three good teams and they lost to two of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that would not stop their fans from still probably saying they should have been in the playoff. But I think um, after yesterday's Rose Bowl, when you let up 45 points to fucking Utah, I think at that point maybe you can say next year. But they did come back and win. They also let up 45 points. Uh, who's kidding who? The SEC looked a lot stronger um, yesterday. The, I'll tell you, the South won. That's what happened. If you reenacted the Civil War on a football field... 
Um, the North lost that one. Jesus Christ. Cincinnati. Well, first of all, Michigan just got absolutely fucking destroyed. I mean, they just got fucking destroyed. And what I loved about Georgia was they were playing football. What do you mean by that, Bill? I mean, if you get down to the fucking red zone and it's fourth and three, fourth and five, you don't fucking go for it. You kick a field goal and you take the fucking points. You give your fucking defense something. Okay, all right, we got some points. Okay, now we stop them here. Maybe they'll go down next time. They'll score a fucking touchdown. Everybody plays it now like they're fucking sitting at home playing a goddamn video game. And I know they, I say this to fucking death, but if you watched that goddamn Cincinnati-Alabama game, I mean, I'm not saying Cincinnati was going to win, but do you have to help Alabama? Cincinnati wins the fucking toss. And the analytics that they got from the math team, nerds, right? They're letting nerds coach their fucking team, evidently. Analytics says you defer. It gives you a higher percentage, right? Here's, here's my belief about analytics from someone who sucked at math, okay? I suck at math, but I'm great at reading people, okay? And I find people on math teams are, like, great between the ears, but they can't feel out vibes. They don't know what the fuck's going on, okay? And if you're going to take the analytics you learned from when your team was playing Ball State and also put it up against Alabama. That's probably, I mean, I hope that's thrown in there for error, right? That was like back in the day when I used to fucking watch people say Peyton Manning was better than Tom Brady and Tom Brady had three Super Bowl rings and Peyton Manning had yet to get one and they're still going, you know, I gotta tell you, you know, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, you know, if you look at the stats, if you're gonna build a team, you gotta go with Peyton it was just at that point, Peyton Manning was the guy. If you wanted 500 yards and six touchdowns in November, that's who the fuck you wanted. But if you wanted a Super Bowl ring, you wanted Tom fucking Brady. So anyways, Peyton Manning came around and he won two Super Bowls. I mean, one of them, you know, they made how we covered his receivers illegal and then they stole our offense, but that's not cheating. Um, <laughs> I will never let that go. Neither will I let this field goal shit go. So Cincinnati comes out. Wins the toss. Wins the fucking toss. They defer to Alabama, who, by the way, their quarterback is the Heisman Trophy winner this year. You know what we're going to do? This is what we're going to do. We're going to go out there. If we win the toss, no matter what, we're going to give it to that kid. So what do they do? Evidently, Cincinnati had some good corners. So what do they do? They play Big Ten football. They smash mouth the ball all the way down the field. Nice, long, sustained drive. Go up seven to nothing. And for the rest of the game, Cincinnati's fucking chasing them. Because they're chasing them, every time they get in the fucking red zone, they're going for it. At one point, it was 24 to six. It should have been fucking 24 to 12. They had two chip shot field goals. You just leave them. You just, every time. It's like if you went to a casino and every time you hit, every time you go double or nothing, you're going to fucking lose. You got to chip away at a fucking team like that. Keep your team in the fucking game. So what happens? After all the effort the defense is doing, holding that powerhouse offense to only 24 fucking points, they should have been in the game and they weren't. Every time they look up, they still see they only got six points on the board. And next thing you know, they have a frustration penalty that that guy in Cincinnati fucking slaps the helmet off the uh, Alabama kid. He gets kicked out of the fucking game. Does he do that, analytic people? If it's 24 to 12, I say he doesn't. If you watch Georgia, Georgia scored on every single drive except one and buried Michigan in the first half. 
You know why? Because if the touchdown was there, they took it. If it wasn't, they got a fucking field goal. That was the one thing I felt was missing in that great John Madden uh, documentary was uh, they never asked him what he thought of the way the game was played today with going for it on fourth and two at your own 50-yard line when you're down seven to nothing in the first quarter or going for it on fourth and five when you're down by like 16 with almost two full quarters to go. Take the points. It's so fucking Stupid. I got to tell you something right now. If you're a football coach and the upper deck of the stadium agrees with the way your coaching calls, I think you need to step back. I do anyway. When someone in the upper deck can basically coach the team, I go for it. Fake punt. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fucking ridiculous. And um, now that I've said that, what I, you know, I always root against Alabama because I came to college football late. I rooted for Michigan when I was growing up, but like I was a pro team and I wasn't just going to jump on the bandwagon you know when they have the Paul Brown Bill Belichick of of, uh, you know college coaches what I love about watching the way Alabama plays is even when they play against a really great team which Cincinnati was they can almost lull the other team into this sense that you know they have a shot while all along the way, Alabama keeps winning those little battles. And then next thing you know, the game starts slipping away and then the other team gets frustrated and then they just get blown out. But for that first half, they're like, you know, we're doing all right. We're only down by fucking seven. And then they just do some dumb shit. They take fucking penalties. They get kicked out of the fucking game. They just do dumb shit like that. They're just an unbelievable program and an unbelievably coached team. And, uh, and you know what that sets up now? That sets up an all-south. Georgia versus Alabama, the inevitable battle that would have happened if the South won the Civil War. There would have been a second Civil War. No one in the South wants to talk about it because they act like they're all on the same page. But here's the deal. Georgia and Alabama do not like each other. All right? They like that. What's What's that show about those rich people who they're all fucking assholes to each other so you can't really root for anybody? Succession, succession, you know, you're like, you're trying to be emotionally invested. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this character did that to that other character. But it's like, well, the character, that other character just did that too, did this to the other character. You know, I don't give a fuck about him. This is just like voyeuristic, uh, just watching terrible behavior, which by the way, I don't understand. I was on the elliptical, right? Billy Belliptical. Um, and I'm watching, you know, they show all, all of these legendary people that passed away last year. I mean, it was fucking incredible. Like, just from, Paul, from Colin Powell to fucking Dusty Hill to fucking DMX, just all of these amazing people in politics, military, artists, music, sports, the whole fucking thing. And then in the middle of it, they put fucking Bernie Madoff. It's like, what in the fuck? How does he make a fucking list? I love that I didn't even know he died. That's the way a guy like that should die. Anonymously in fucking jail. I don't know. It really fucking annoyed me. At first I was excited. I was like, oh, that piece of shit died. I didn't even know that. Then I'm like, wait a minute. 
what the fuck did DMX, Colin Powell, and Dusty Hill do to deserve to be on the same list as fucking <laughs> Bernie fucking Madoff? Um, anyway, let's get back. Georgia versus Alabama. All right. They do not like each other. Okay. Now on the football field, I believe Georgia is the underdog. I believe. I, I don't know. I think they're ranked. I forget who's ranked one, who's ranked number two. But I'll tell you, in life, Alabama is the underdog if you go to Georgia. People in Georgia love to trash people in Alabama. People in Georgia feel that they are a cut above, that their brisket is a little more eloquent than Alabama's ribs, right? The people, I mean, you, I think, you know, it all depends on what you want. If you're just going, if you're just looking at this like a sports fan, all right, you got to root for Georgia just because, you know, Alabama seems to win it all the time, all right? But if you want to be woke, you know, Georgia abuses their power over Alabama. You know, Georgia has slightly better books in their school. You know, only slightly better, which is why they still do the tomahawk chop at the World Series. (laughs) In Alabama, I mean, you're talking about a state that thinks the Hunger Games is a documentary. Okay, a lot of them do. Okay, now I'm speaking from personal experience, having performed in both states, knowing full well that I'm better than all of those people combined. All right? fucking with you guys um but i did notice that when i went to georgia uh like they well they would make fun of people from alabama all the time the way people from wisconsin make people front people from illinois ohio with fucking uh michigan it's just states think other states are dumber than they are i don't know why especially if you live like right on the fucking state line you know they had that in new england mass holes maniacs you know, I don't even know. I don't know what fucking people in Rhode Island. Everybody thought were morons. Connecticut, they were a bunch of rich cunts. It's uh, you know, I got to be honest. It's kind of true though. <laughs> um, no, I'm fucking with you. So anyway, that is going to be the championship game for the championship for all the marbles. Alabama versus Georgia, and. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I'm going to be rooting for Georgia only because Alabama wins it all the time. But I, I love both of those programs. I love the SEC, and they definitely proved that they were the best conference this year because, uh, you know, because of the two games that you fucking watched. You know, I got a buddy of mine that was watching them, and he's going, you know, college football fucking stinks. It's like the playoffs have been great. Except when Ohio State gets in there and gets fucking destroyed like more, more like nine times out of ten. Um, God, I love trash in Ohio State. I don't even I don't even not like the program. It's just their fans are such whiny cunts, you know. As I whine about field goals for fucking twenty minutes on this podcast. Um, yeah, college football stinks. What the fuck are you talking about? I love college football. They still kick field goals in college. <laughs> Some people do. Um, so anyway, that is my recap as a non-athlete 
Uh, oh, by the way, I went to the Rose. I went to the Rose Bowl yesterday. We didn't go to the game. That's the new thing that we do. We just go to the tailgate and just realized at the end of the day, what we really enjoyed was the tailgate. And um, I know that was an amazing game yesterday, but like you know, that was Utah's first fucking time ever being at the Rose Bowl. Do I really need to go buy four of those tickets, or can four more people from Utah go? You know. Uh, all right, Bill, let's not make yourself the hero here. The reality was you wanted to sit on a golf course, smoke as many cigars as you could, and eat brisket. That's exactly what I wanted to do while a stealth bomber flew right over our fucking tailgate. I got to post that fucking video right now. You guys are going to get exclusive audio of a video. How exciting is that? I just got to hear this thing. This is the stealth bomber flying over. Yeah, we listen to the cars because we're old. Here it comes. Sounds like a regular jet, right? What's that, Southwest? Wait for it. You hear the car alarms? Oh, that's amazing. The reality is if a Southwest jet flew that fucking low, we didn't see what that thing could do. You know, I told, I always tell you guys that aviation story I heard where some guy, you know, was flying, was, was on whatever you are when you're in between approach or departure, whatever radio, when you're in the in route structure of your flight, uh, this guy, you know, he calls for an altitude check in typical, you know, human being shit. I guess if you're at a higher altitude, that means you're a fucking, you know, better pilot or something. It usually does because then you're going to start pressurizing your cabin, which means you have a fucking sick-ass plane, which means you have more training than people at lower altitudes, I guess. I guess that's how it works. So somebody heard that, somebody else flying, and they knew that this guy was just peacocking about how he was at like 14,000 feet. So some commercial person just did an altitude check, you know, or whatever, somebody, and they were like 18,000, and then somebody else gets in on it, and they're like, whatever, 30-something thousand. And you think that's the end of it. And for whatever reason, this is a, I don't know if this is true, because I would think they'd be on like some military frequency. But somebody flying like the stealth bomber called in, and they were up at like, I don't know what they were at. But all I know is the, the height that they fly, like above 60,000 feet or some shit. When they take off from St. Louis, when they get up to altitude, they were saying that they can see like... Um, Denver, Colorado, Vegas, and Los Angeles, and the ocean. Then they make a right turn, and they can literally see as they're flying up, you know, San Francisco, San Jose, Sacramento, Portland, and Seattle are just way off in the distance. And then they go up and they fly back. I mean, how fucking insane is that? Can you imagine being in the front of that cockpit just sitting there looking at that? I just want them to take one flat earther up there just to see that. <laughs> they would blame the windshield. They put, a, they put a fisheye windshield on it. Why am I making the person southern? Like there's no flat earthers in the north? Dude, you know what they did? They had an effect. It's a fisheye lens like Beastie Boys used to use for their videos. That's all they did, you know? I knew it. They knew I knew it. That's why they landed early. Um... Anyway, um, so we hung out and we had a little TV and a generator. So we watched the game. 
And we just had like a fucking blast, man. And I got to tell you, the Utah people, I don't know, we got there a little later too. So I got to like sleep in because I went out with my wife the night before, um, you know, to a little New Year's thing, masked up or whatever. Young kids not masked up. They know they're going to beat it. They don't give a fuck. Let's kill some old people. Let's, let's free up some corner offices. Let's make this college degree be worth something. I get it. I get it. Go out there. Kill some people, young people. Do it. Do it. Um, before every summer is nothing but a giant fire. Um, all right. And with that happy fucking news, um, I am recording right now, uh, 10.59 a.m. Pacific Coast time. So the NFL games have just started. And, um, you know, I'm recording a few of them, so I'm not going to be talking NFL here, but I will talk a little bit of a little for the first time in 22, 2022, 2022 is our old friends old zip. Zip recruiter, everybody. If you work for, if you work for or own a business in one of those growing industries, Wait, if you work for or own a business in one of those growing industries, what growing industries? A wide range of other industries, you probably need to hire ASAP. I feel like I missed some copy there. If you work for or own a business in one of these growing industries, what growing industry? Growing weed? Online porn? Um, or a wide range of other industries, you probably need to hire ASAP. Um, ASAP. ASAP. That's what you're supposed to say. Because ASAP, you might as well say as soon as possible. As soon as possible. ASAP. Slightly faster. ASAP. That's Bud Fox crushing it on Wall Street. ASAP. All right, there's only one place to go. Zip. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Zip. Uses powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. You don't want to fuck around, all right, and put your job up on some pegboard down at the fucking Y and have every goddamn lunatic smelling like fucking Ben Gay coming walking in. You want quality candidates, all right? Then it proactively presents these candidates to you, okay? You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job. So if you look at these, your top candidates and you look at somebody and you're like, buddy, I don't like your face. I'm stealing that guy from uh, Reservoir Dogs. I'm going to shoot you in the face. You don't put your fucking hands in that dashboard. Um, yeah, you don't like the way somebody's face looks. Like, I don't want to fucking look at that. I don't give a shit how good they are. I don't want to look at that face. 40 hours a week. And that's one of the beauties of running your own business is you can say that to yourself. Can't say it to anybody else. Back in the day, you could say that. You go right down to the old cafeteria and fucking take that face and put it up on the wall and use it as a dartboard and everybody would laugh because they feared your power because you didn't have a little cell phone where you could videotape it, tell people that you didn't feel safe. You just had to sit there not feeling safe, you know? Trying to steady your hands as you open your brown bag, not trying to wrestle it too much. You know, to betray your cowardice in front of your fucking abusive boss. But that's a different story. Anyways, which just encourages them to apply faster. No, no wonder. 
Zip, is the number one rated hiring site in the U.S. based on G2 ratings. Not G3, G2. We're slowly working our way up the ladder. ZipRecruiter's technology is so effective that four to five employers who post on Zip get a quality candidate within the first day. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. It's a very exclusive web address, you know. Not a lot of people have web addresses on the internet, but they have one. ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. Didn't work out. Dot com slash Burr. That's Zip. (laughs) Dot com slash Burr. Spell it out. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I. That's what's going to get you. U-I-T-E-R. The smartest way to hire. U-I. That reminds me of that bowler talking shit. Who do you think you are? I am. It's one of the greatest things ever. Just wanting to talk shit, knowing you got the camera and you got nothing. He just he just plowed through it. Who do you think you are? I am. Um, all right. So one of the things that I've been talking to people about, you know, is... Uh, The world seemingly gets crazier and crazier, or is it just that you're online listening to people who aren't that smart, who are scaring the shit out of you? Or are you arguing with a Russian bot? You know, I really believe all you have to do to get a job in Russia in the government is to be able to write in English, welcome to Biden's America. Or if you can type, well, you can blame the Trump administration. For, well, Trump administration be a little tough. You can blame Trump for that one. That's all you need to do, and you will get at least 40 to 50 Americans t- typing in capital letters and just wasting their fucking afternoon, hating each other more and more. All right? What I want to do is I want to get on Russian Instagram, and I want to start trolling them. But how do you troll people that live under a dictator? Well, you can thank Vladimir Putin for that. And they're going to be like, yeah, or da. <laughs> I mean, that's really don't have choices. People in Russia, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. All right. If you're listening over there. But do you, how funny are those fucking Vladimir Putin scoring goals on the ice? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love after he shoots it. I love the three second delay by the goalie before he flops and tries to lift up his leg. Oh, Christ. They're probably going to send some Russian whore over here to send some fucking poison mist on the side of my neck when I'm on the elliptical. Do you know where the locker room is? Uh, no, I can't do a Russian accent. There you go. I can at least do the spray sound. Um, you must help me. Uh, dictator rules for fatty. So I've been asking people what they would do if they were a dictator. Um, I would do a bunch of fucking shit that people wouldn't like, but it would be, I, I feel it would be good for everybody. You know? And if that right there isn't the most cliched statement made by anybody who wants to be a dictator. I'm going to do a bunch of shit that no one wants me to do, but it's going to be good for them. I know what's good for all of you. All right? I would be like, this is why I would also fail. 
because I watched that video on how power works and people are just all about money. So you'd have to fucking eliminate money. How do you eliminate money? Let's go back to the barter system. I don't know what happens. Human beings are just flawed. Okay, in a perfect world as a dictator, all right, I would, uh, I would go environment, I'd go education, and I'd go, uh, and then also animals. Well, that's, animals are also part of the environment. I watched this fucking video the other day. This guy went to the grocery store. His fish tank was empty. And he was thinking uh, about, you know, what new pet he wanted. And he saw all these lobsters sitting in, uh, sitting in, the, in, the, in the little tank there. And he decided to get one and just have it as a pet. And when he took, you know, the rubber band off and that little thing that they stick in there, I thought the thing's claws would immediately come out. They didn't. They were all fucking atrophied. Like, you know, when you get frozen shoulder because you don't keep moving your arms or whatever because you have a fucking rotator cuff issue. Had the same thing. And this guy, like, basically rehabbed this lobster back because it was sitting in fresh water and it hadn't been fed or anything. And uh, he started feeding it. And then he had this little rubber tube that he would stick down there and let him... And his left claw opened and closed, but his crusher one on the right wasn't working. Um, I didn't realize how many fucking arms those things had. They're like little dock ox. And you just see the thing, and you see how excited it is to be alive and feeling better and everything. And I just, I just so fucking wrestle with that. About is going vegan the right way? You know? And then... But then you just go on and you just look and see what animals do to each other, how everybody is predator or prey, and how you got a bunch of shit out there with flat fucking teeth like people, and they have no claws. They just have hooves. They give them horns. Right? They get fucking horns. Like that guy in the upper deck. Used to sell those big stupid plastic horns when I was a kid, and you go to a football game, and there'd just be some guy tire in the upper deck. You know where are all those things? They're all in the fucking ocean. Um. So, yeah, you got all these flat teeth things that maybe they get horns, or maybe they can hop or run fast or whatever, and they just their job is to just fuck and make more of them. So these these murderers have something to eat, you know? And I have to say the most humane animal out there is the big cats, all right? The big cats. Because they just go right for your throat. They fucking choke you out, and it's over. And if you listen to any of these UFC fighters, if they have the option of getting knocked out or choked out, they all pick getting choked out. You know, I guess if you're getting eaten afterwards, you don't give a shit if you're knocked out. But like, they just fucking kill you and then they eat you. Unlike fucking, uh, what are those goddamn giant fucking Komodo dragons? Or bears? Or at least an alligator will fucking drown. Even that thing will start to eat you alive. It doesn't give a shit, right? So... Anyway, so I, I always wrestle with this stuff. But when you really see, like, you know, I watched a guy over the last year. This is some big-time white people shit, right? I watched a fucking guy become friends with an octopus in an ocean. And I'm never eating octopus again. I'm never eating a fucking octopus again. All right? That's it. I can't do it. All right? And then 
Um, even if I go to Italy, and that's the greatest octopus I ever had when I was in fucking Rome. It was unbelievable. I'm never, I'm never eating octopus again. And then I watched this documentary. This guy, he nurses this, this, he rehabs this, this lobster. And the thing's having a ball. And then I was thinking like, well, get it another one so it's not lonely. And then I was like, well, I don't know if they would then go at it. You'd have to see one of one of He called his, his lobster Leon. I didn't want Leon to die or whatever, but um, I don't know. I can never, you know, and then, and you have a brisket though, but it tastes so fucking good. You know, it's like, what, what do I do here? I think I'm going like, to, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm going to go like two out of three meals, vegetarian, and then like one dead chicken, right? Chickens is another one, man. You watch these documentaries, the way they, what the fuck they do with Kentucky Fried Chicken, snip their beaks off. They, you know, people like breast meat, so they fucking got them all roided up, you know, looking like they played for the Oakland A's in the late 80s, right? And they can't even walk because they're fucking tipping over. I remember one time I watched that You Are What You Eat and I got all freaked out and I tried to go around Los Angeles, right? Where all the twinkle toes, fucking yoga people, healthy people are. I was trying to find a fucking healthy chicken, a regular chicken, a a real free range chicken. And I finally found one. And the guy goes, that's a chicken. I go, that's a chicken. That's not a pigeon. That's not a Cornish hen. You couldn't believe how fucking small this thing was. So, um... I don't know. We're getting back to the dictator thing. So I would, uh, yeah, I would just make, you know, I would have once a month would be junk food day. All right. And my whole cabinet would have all the fucking junk food under lock. Like JFK, right before he put the embargo on Cuba, he ordered like 1,500 fucking Cuban cigars so they could sit there smoking them by the pool after somebody bags Marilyn Monroe, right? And then meanwhile, all of us are fucking, you know, having to drive up to Canada. Here's my thing on Canada. I don't think Cuba respects Canada. I don't think they give them the best Cubans. You know, I, th- I really believe that the best Cubans go to like England and Israel. Okay, they want somebody with skin in the game. Canada is too fucking nice. So when they have a batch that isn't that good, they go, let's send it to Canada. They're not going to complain. All right? But England and Israel, you got to think, well, these people might bomb us. (laughs) I swear to God, every time I smoke a Cuban cigar that somebody got from England, and like, first of all, Cuban cigars in general, you know, even if they are fucking real, they don't smoke. It's like trying to fucking, you know, it's like a, like a chocolate malt or something. And you got a little stir straw for, from a, for a chick drink trying to like get it. It's just the most frustrating thing ever. Um, anyway, so I would do that. And I'd have people, you know, I would, I would somehow, if there's a way to do this, by the way. If there's a way to have local farmers be able to feed, can local farmers feed 7 billion people? Probably not. Well, then I don't want to watch people starve to death. So I'd have to figure out how many people they could feed. And then I got to start making cuts like a fucking NFL coach in the beginning of August. All right. So we have junk food 
Junk Food Johnny Day once a month. So 12 months out of the year, you just get, and that's like a holiday, right? It's a holiday. I already have, you're only working three-day weeks, all right? But you're fucking, you're going hard for three days, all right? You work a 12-hour day, a 12-hour day. No, a 13, a 13, and then a 14 on Wednesday. And then you have a four-day fucking weekend every fucking weekend with nothing but good food to eat except for once a month you get junk food. You get to go down and you get fucking junk food for that whole four-day fucking weekend. And whatever you want to have, fucking pizza and all of that shit. Am I really going to make people only eat pizza once a month? I would get overthrown. All right, pizza, there's a few exempts. Pizza being one of them. Pizza is the food of the people. I got I to let, I, I got to work this shit out. All right? And then I decide how many people regular farmers can grow organic food for. Um, and then the rest of them got to go. All right? And, uh, you know, there'll be certain criterias. People that walk around with something funny written on their T-shirt. Done. You're dead. You're gone. You're out of here. All right? People that dress like it's a different period than it is, you're gone. You know, you're walking around dressed like a blacksmith, you know, you get the fuck out of here. All right? That's it. We would send you for re-education, meaning we're killing you. Um, so whatever. That's just the beginning. I'm just scratching the surface. Um, women who say my heart breaks for, you know, so they don't make the tragedy still not about the tragedy. It's about them and their feelings. They're gone. All right? Um, I'm kind of running out of people here. That ought to get me down a couple hundred thousand right there. Um, So then everybody's got to start fucking help cleaning up the ocean. All right. Airplanes have to become electric. All right. And then also they don't end up in those graveyards. You have to keep upgrading them like they do with the cars in Cuba. Same thing with like Teslas and whatever electric car, that new fucking Ford Lightning, all of that shit. You just keep fixing them like they do on Gas Monkey Garage rather than throwing them out or having them all pile up. And recycling actually works, right? And people are nice to people. Oh, I'm trying to create a utopia. Um, and then that's it. And I'd get rid of the, uh, and the last thing I would do it as a dictator, I'd get, I'd get rid of the... Um, the, uh, what do they call it? The luxury tax in baseball. That's it. And when the Yankees win the World Series, you're not allowed to say, and all is right in baseball. Okay? Because that's fucking stupid. All is not right in baseball. They want, why, why isn't all is right when, when fucking the Cubs win it? All is right in baseball, because now the Cubs fans finally get to know what it feels. Nope, nope. That's like the Yankees winning a World Series and saying, and all is right in baseball, is like watching some fatty eat his fifth fucking hamburger in a row and being like, and all is right at fucking Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. <coughs> all right. So anyway. Oh, I would also, yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd overthrow the fucking banks and the fucking oil companies. We would just go in like Michael Corleone, or was it Corleone? I don't know. And they would just all get whacked like fucking Mo Green. That's it. That's it. Okay, at the end of the day, they're only bankers. 
Okay, so all I need to do is just get their security team on my side by promising them pizza, organic food, and the fact that all is not going to be right if the Yankees win. If the Yankees win, congratulations, but all is not right. Okay, and then the Lakers actually have to draft a championship team. (laughs) The Colts can't whine anymore. This is going to be, you know, I'm a dictator. It's going to be tipped towards Boston sports here. Okay, I'm sorry. It just, it is what it is. Um, All right, so so everybody, uh, I want you guys to tell me what you do as a dictator. All right, dictator rule for fatties. Hey, Billy Pinknips, here's a rule I would implement implement if I were a dictator. All airline ticket prices are calculated by weight. The heavier you are, the more you pay. Well, I'll tell you, airlines would love that because uh, that does take up more jet fuel. Uh, When you buy your ticket online, you enter your weight. You get your ticket based, oh my God, can you imagine all these people fucking crying? You know, and then they realize there's no place to cry anymore because there's a dictatorship and the dictator controls the internet. Um, you get your ticket based on the weight you entered. Then the day you travel, when you check in, you have to weigh yourself on the luggage scale. If you're, you're heavier than the weight you entered, you pay the difference. Well, what if you're significantly heavier and you know that the person lied? Do they get offed right there? It's my question. Anyway, if you're lighter, you get a discount. Bags have to weigh a certain amount because of fuel cost. Why not people? I have several more dictator ideas, but I'm putting them in a new novel, so I can't send them to you. Love the Red Rock show. You crushed. Come to Utah, please. All right. I like that. We can't just go after the fatties. What about sociopaths and, uh, you know, pedophiles? Uh, Dictator. Uh, Dear Billy Red Rocks, I am writing in to present my campaign for my dictatorship. I was actually debating calling the uh, special that, Billy Red Rocks. Dean Del Rey told me that. Call it Billy Red Rocks. And I was like, hey, should I do that? My wife goes, don't do that. Don't do that. I go, it's kind of funny. But then how funny is it if even the listeners guess that joke? I got to do better. Uh, am I, I am right. So now I'm just going to be live at Red Rocks. Clever. Um, I'm writing in to present my campaign for my dictatorship, which consists of two points. I would immediately eradicate the robo calls you get for car insurance or whatever or whatever, mainly because they annoy the hell out of me. This would be my scheme to get the public on my side for what I implement next in my policy. I love that. See, this is a smart dictator, a little bread and circus. This is where you get the people that go, yeah, woo! They get on your side. Uh, number two, this is this is this is where I get. I think it's going to get a little stricter. I would make dueling legal, dueling legal across the board. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. If you feel you've been wronged in any way, you have the legal right to challenge the other people to a duel, and should they accept you would be allowed to decide how to duel and then potentially kill each other. There must be at least one witness to each party. Should neither combatant die, the duel is a draw, and any further action taken would be subject to local laws. Dude, this is the most entertaining way to thin the population. They should be televised, televised duels. And then there would be even more duels because people do anything to get on TV. I, I, my, hey, listen, I got to tip my Napoleon 
Bonaparte hat to you or whatever. I give you two fucking Vladimir Putins on that one. Thumbs up. Or what do they do? They clasp their hand and they shake it to the side of their ear. Now, you know how bummed out I am that we're going to get in a fucking battle with Russia again? What are we doing? I, fuck, I, I, I live Russia, vodka, hockey, tough people. I mean, what's, what the fuck is the problem? Jesus fucking Christ. What are we mad at? That they're doing what the fuck we're doing? Oh, you fucking cunt. You fucking cunt. You fucking goddamn. What the? Oh, I thought it went out. It didn't go out. What happened? I think my headphones went out. Wait a second. Am I still going? It looks like it's still going. Yeah, it is. It just crapped out, and then all of a sudden it came back. All right. Whatever. Anyway, I don't understand why we're upset at Russia. It's like, stop doing what we're doing. We do that all the time. All right? If we're going to go in places where we don't belong and take shit over and kill people, then why can't they? Um, I'm sure it's a little more complex than that. Anyway, um, or better yet, why can't both of us just stay the fuck home and leave other people alone? <coughs> all right. So anyway, should... Should a combatant be killed in the duel, the victor would be safe from any further legal action taken from the losing participant's side. I.e., if you legally shoot someone in self-defense, you can still be sued civilly by the family. This would not be the case in my regime. Oh, okay. Well, if you shoot somebody in self-defense, why can you? Well, I guess you can still be sued because there's less burden of proof. That's so dumb. Um, anyway, but what I'm seeing is, you know, they've never, they've never televised paintball, you know, because I think at the end of the day, it's just not interesting enough to watch people saying, ow, ouchie, ow, or you cheated, you know, but imagine if this was like the X game version of paintball where people actually fucking died, you know, I don't know what you would call it shooting each other. I don't know. Um, Comedy bang, bang. Um, I would also allow inmates in prison to request a trial by combat where they or someone who, or someone who agrees to fight for them would fight a state sponsored opponent. Should the person die, they die. Should the prisoner win, they are cleared of all charges. All right. That gets a little fucking crazy for me. I was with you. I was really with you until that part. Um, you can let a child molester kill somebody from the fucking state and then they get to go free. I don't, th- I don't think about that. But whatever. There's a lot of fucking holes in my shit too. All right. Carlin's agenda. It fucking went out again. Wait a minute. Is this just the screen going out? It is. The screen's going out. Oh my God. This thing is, it's getting old. I got to get a new Olympus LS100. Um, all right. Uh, Carlin's agenda dear billy for the ages i'm really tired of watching people co-opt george carlin's comedy for their own political bias oh dude you're preaching to the choir i have people going do you know what carlin would think about your fucking stance on masks he'd be rolling over in his grave it's just like well what do you what do you think he'd be thinking about what do you think he'd be thinking if you were speaking for him after he was dead 
What other dead comics do you speak for? What are you, fucking Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost? You channeling these people? Anyway, Carlin went after things he thought were bogus, not things that didn't align with some tribal shit he was attached to. All right, somebody who understands George Carlin. Beautiful. I see liberals use his videos to promote this. Listen to the establishment. The government is never wrong bullshit. Um, all right, I got to tell you, that, that, that whole sentence is, is bullshit. All right, first of all, uh, conservative people also use it. You know, this person was trashing me about not wearing, uh, saying to wear masks. And then also liberals do not think that the government is never wrong. They think the government is wrong if the person in government is wearing a red tie. The way conservatives think the government is wrong if the person is wearing a blue tie. You know? Am I right? Anyway, there are hours of Carlin trashing fake liberals who talk like they care about the world but don't. He went hard at the use of Native Americans when it emerged as some righteous alternative to Indians. Yes. Something you brought up recently on the podcast. Yes. He also went hard at the military industrial complex, something that is supported by both sides. That's also right. He went hard at racism. He hated modern liberals for all their censorship throughout the 80s and religious conservatives in the 90s, which came from Reagan era politics. Yes. In 20 years, I see someone saying Bill Burr hated blank without going after both sides, which are really one and the same at this point. I'm going to slap them in the face with a dead fish. Um, no, that already happens to anybody who even remotely posts a video. Is people are already, Everybody is acting like their own little news channel, and they are spinning shit and clipping stuff to make it part of their agenda. The amount of times people have taken one of my jokes and said, see what he's saying here, and they are 100% wrong. And they're not even going like politically. So, um, yes, people do that to Carlin shit all the fucking time. They do that and they walk around with, uh, who's that Cuban guy? Che Cavaro. They had those t-shirts for a long time. They, uh, who else is another big one? Um, Nostradamus. People like to quote him a lot, you know, to make themselves seem deeper. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut was big in the alternative comedy scene. It was a while there for about 18 months to two years where it was big for an alternative comic to tag a joke with, and so it goes, and so it goes, you know? And I used to always think like, you know, there's a difference between being Kurt Vonnegut and quoting Kurt Vonnegut. So don't quote the guy. And I'm supposed to be like, oh my God, did you read the book that everybody else fucking read? Um, Accidentally insulted girlfriend's bald brother-in-law. Oh my God, I love this already. Uh, Bill thinks he's better than me, Burr. <laughs> and I do. I'm better than all you motherfuckers. Um, that right there is when you know somebody's sad. It's when they think they're better than you because they need to do that. Okay, I'm speaking from experience. It's why I always talk down to you guys and I will never stop talking down to you um, despite my uh, academic record. Um, I've been seeing this girlfriend for about four months now. And she invited me to come to her family Christmas celebration. I already met her mom, dad, and sister, but I never met her sister's fiance. Flash forward, everything's going well. We had got done with dinner, and we were all sitting in the living room watching a Christmas special. Oh my God, this is perfect. 
when I some when I said something I probably shouldn't have. Uh, her sister's fiance is about twenty five and balding, and when I say balding, I mean he's got it bad. Nothing on top, but the sides are bushy, bright orange hair. Well, that's not balding. That's bald. He wears a hat all the time, but he took it off and got off the couch. Before I could even think, I said, Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no hair. Everyone went quiet for a bit. Then like the champ that she is, she started laughing and playing it off like it was nothing. Oh, your girlfriend did. But afterward, she told me that he was very self-conscious about being a 25-year-old bald ginger. Well, who wouldn't be? What should I do to fix it? Should I apologize or act like nothing happened? Since you're a bald ginger cunt, <laughs> I figured you'd have some insight. That's fuck, Dude, that was the longest fucking way to insult me, and that was great. Go fornicate yourself. I have to fucking look up that reference. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no hair. What is that from? Lieutenant Dan, you ain't, oh, you ain't got no legs. Oh, that's from Forrest Gump. First of all, you're fucking hilarious. That's a great fucking reference. Did you say it like, Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no hair. Wow. (laughs) Okay, I'm calling bullshit on your whole, before I knew what happened, before I could even think, I just said that. No, you're a cunt and you knew what you were doing. All right? Yeah, you're a fucking cunt, okay? But still, what you said was hilarious, and he should have laughed it off. Uh, but you're not a total cunt because you actually feel bad. But I don't. if you actually feel bad because you hurt the guy's feeling, you know, as the Jews say, you're a mensch, right? As the Gentiles say, you're a fucking good shit. Uh, but if you're just doing it because your girlfriend hasn't been fucking you lately, then you're a cunt. Um, All right, what should I do to fix it? Should I apologize or act like nothing happened? Um, Oh, that's a tough one. It makes it tougher because he's a redhead. Why does he have it all bushy? Just shave your fucking head, man. People will think you know some jujitsu. Maybe he should do that, man. Look, I don't know what I don't know how you fix that. I don't think you can fix it. Um, what are you gonna say? Sorry, I said you ain't got no hair, like Forrest Gump in front of everybody during the holidays while watching a Christmas special. I mean, how the fuck? Because <laughs> he knows everybody's laughing about it afterward. Um, Only thing I can give advice to is the bald ginger cunt. Maybe you fucking just play him this. Play him this fucking, uh, if, you know, play him this podcast. Shave your head, buddy. Get in fucking ridiculous shape. Get shredded. And that's it. And you know what? You'll grow into your bald head. It won't be as weird as in your 30s. And then you've already dealt with the worst thing that can happen to a guy when he's aging other than fucking getting a terminal disease, you've already fucking dealt with it. When you shave your head, 
ladies find it confident. They find it a, a confident as opposed to combing it over or fucking, you know, reappropriating shit from the back of your head and then walking around with that 90210 haircut for the rest of your fucking life. Um, <clears throat> or you could go that route. You could go there. You know what? I got one for you. I, this is how you fix it. Fuck! I got the best one ever. I got the best one ever. I swear to God, if this fucking recorder crapped out on me. No, it's still going. All right. I got it. I have it. All right? We'll start. I will, I will fucking put some money towards this, and I will we'll do, a, we'll do a, a, a GoFundMe that won't have his name. We'll all know what it is. It's the Lieutenant Dan GoFundMe. All right, you find where the best hair transplant people are out there, and, and, and collectively, between my listeners and me, we'll get him a fucking hair transplant. How about that? Does that work? Let me know. That would be amazing if that became my charity. You know, some people save the whales. And then I could be the spokesperson and still be bald so I'd look selfless, selfless, you know? And I'd, I'd be like the martyr. And he never took the time to do it for himself. <laughs> All right, airplane graveyard. This is the last thing here. And I really hope my, my fucking recorder has not fucking crapped out. It hasn't. And for some reason... Oh, I know what it is. It's going into screensaver mode. God, I am stupid. All right, airplane, Jesus, Bill. That was even bad for me. All right, if I can just save one bald ginger. All right, airplane, <laughs> airplane graveyard. Hi, Bill. Um, listening to your podcast where you talk about flying up to Victorville and seeing all those jumbo jets. I fly drones and actually flew up at the airplane graveyard up in the Mojave Desert and got some epic shots of those planes. Hey, tell me where that is. I want to fly up there. Here's the link to my video on my YouTube channel. Share if you enjoy it. I absolutely will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send that link. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send that link, and I'm also going to send you guys the, uh, I'll post the, um, the lobster thing. I'm also going to um, post the fucking, uh, the flyover. And then also I'm going to help out that guy if he wants to get a hair transplant. All right? Me and my listeners will help him out, and he can do it totally anonymously. Totally fucking anonymously, which means the cunt that said, Dan, uh, uh, Lieutenant Daniel, you ain't got no hair, um, which, Jesus Christ, is so fucking funny on its own. Forget about that you did it at your girlfriend's family house to what could be your future brother-in-law while watching a Christmas special. I mean, that's just fucking aces, but we're going we're gonna to wrong that right. Um, that's it. All right. That's the podcast. Happy new year to everybody. I hope you have a happy, great year. Get out of your own goddamn way. As Dave Elich says, um, which by the way, he has a whole new added thing. If you want to get better at drums, Dave Elich, get out of your own way. Look up, look that up. He has it on his website. Sorry. Hiccup and burping and everything here. Um, that's it. That is a podcast. Go fuck yourselves and I'll check in on you on Thursday.